Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, welcome to another episode of What's New in History. The future's a mystery, but what's new in history? I'm Bernie. I'm Scranton, Pennsylvania, here with our co-host Dan Horning in Stockholm, Sweden. We are other podcasts is a fan of history, and this is a show on our regular narrative called What's New in History. And today we are going to talk about desert kites. Are you familiar with desert kites at all, Dan? It's not like kites you fly with, is there? No. It's something else. Nope, I don't. Nope, it's something else. I wonder about flying kites in the desert in a sandstorm. That would be something. No, this is totally something else. It's um, the name of the article that we're covering is Oxford Archaeologists Find New Hunting Sites in Arabian Desert Dating Back to 8000 B.C. So that gives you a little bit of hint what kites are. But what it was is... um, when airplanes first started, you know, becoming a thing, they were flying over, um, this is like in Arabia, Saudi Arabia and the deserts around there. They were finding these low stone wall structures and they would lead to a head and an enclosure with these walls. And they called them kites because they looked from the air, they looked like kites. But what they really were is they were used to hunt gazelle. What they did was... They would make these, and, and the way we could see them now is that archaeologists are using Google Earth and such to see them because it's not, they're, they're really remote in the desert because at this time when they were built, we feel the desert was probably, definitely wasn't. It wasn't a desert. It was more green. And there was gazelles and things like that. So what these people would do is they, they made these basically huge traps, and they were, like, very big, like you said, you know, and they would... Um, set up uh, for when the uh, when antelope, gazelle, that kind of animal was migrating, they would set these tra- uh, trails for them. And apparently they don't jump that much. Like they'll just sort of get, you could easily corral them in. And I, I make the assumption they didn't, you know, get all of them. 
They would kick at a lot of them, though. And they would lead them down these narrow paths and down, down, until eventually they were into a pit where they could hunt, where they could kill them. That's interesting. Why, why do the gazelles right? go into those cats? It seems to be like they just, because there's, imagine just this, you know how when you see like a herd of, you know, they kind of like go around things and stuff like that? Well, they, they figured out how to like guide them into it. They're not, they're big enough that they won't jump over them, but that they'll, I think they just sort of, you know how they, did you ever hear the expression, how do you boil a frog? Yeah. Right? Just slowly. It's like that. Like they don't realize that they're in a trap until they're in a trap. Amazing. This must have been so much work. That's the point of it for historians, because you would think, you know, well, there's just, what, these people living 8,000 years ago or 8,000 B.C., which is 10,000 years ago. You know, how could they build something like this? But, I mean, they were building stuff in Gadot and uh, Turkey, <laughs> Karahan, Tepe, and places like that with major stones. So these were big projects. So the thing is, the significance is their evidence shows that they needed significant resources to do this. It wasn't just a couple guys, you know, thinking... That's how they do it. So they're more than just hunting go- grounds. Their scale also showed, you know, uh, marked out your territory. So if you had one, they feel if you had one of these kites in your territory, that was your hunting, you know, your hunting grounds. And this new site here, they found stone walls, right? They ran in straight lines for over 2.5 miles, which is four kilometers, even when the topography is diff- varied. And it just shows the incredible ability of these people at the time. And the recent, and if there's a map, I'll, I'll post all this in the show notes. You can see where they found all these things in the desert. They found them in Iraq, too, and in southern Israel and, and Jordan and places like that. So this whole area was, you know, there was herds of gazelle, and this is how they were able to hunt them in big numbers. I mean, I, I could think of it like if you're a small, if you're, this is how when these communities would grow and get bigger. You know, you need food, and if you weren't, quite farming at the time this would be a great way a great way to catch a lot of gazelles at once for sure it reminds me of that uh, ish tribe that had a narrow passage between two mountains and all they ever had to do was twice a year the herds came through the gap so they asked uh, dropped stones on the herds and had food for half all a year right. catch as many as you can yeah. And they made a lot of uh, cave paintings because they had nothing to do, because they had all the food they ever wanted. Oh, they right. had a lot of free time. You know, they say that the cave paintings now, I, don't think I, I have it as a saved what's to do maybe sometime, what's new in history. I don't think I talked about it. Wow, we talk about so many things, but that the, those ancient cave paintings, they, they would have little symbols around near the, the, the animals, like the... the the bulls and the cattle and stuff like that, and they meant things like, it meant like this is the time that they will migrate, and this is the time that their animals are fertile, and this different symbols, and they find them throughout a wide area, so they think that they it was like very very proto writing, but proto. I recently heard this exact statement about Bronze Age uh, stone carvings. Okay, and that's uh, much more modern. Uh, back to the kites. Yeah. So there's another interesting thing on the kites, right? There's another story that was um, found on one of these kites. They found the plans to make it in scale. Like, it's basically the oldest archaeological, I'm sorry, the oldest 
what's the word? When you're architectural, it's the largest architectural, architectural plans in history. They're made to scale. And they are made of stone and not earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's an enormous project. It is, and it says even with our modern, the, 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 one of the authors of the paper says, quote, even with our modern ways of envisioning our landscape, it's still difficult for us archaeologists, scientists, and scholars to make a proper map. So in 2015, they found these two stone monoliths with exact depictions of where the nearby kites were in Jordan and Saudi Arabia. And these were engraved between... 7,000 and 9,000 years ago, so 5,000 to 7,000 BC. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. See, so they're the largest known archaeological plans that's basically when a guy said it's mind-blowing and to know and show that they were able to have this mental conceptualization of very large spaces and to put it on a smaller surface i mean they're not chimpanzees man i'm telling you homo sapiens have been homo sapiens just like you and me for a long time they may not have computers but they use what they could use amazing yeah there's, they have, so they have used satellite imagery to identify more than 6,000 desert kites in various sizes across the Middle East um, and West and Central Asia. Incredible. Amazing, really it is. So um, the features are there were tail strings. They represent uh, the, the continuous line of stones. And then they would converge into a walled enclosure which looks like a kite's body and then along the body's edges they dug pits and the animals would follow along in the stones and then when they reached the pits they could you know kill them the um the native americans did that as well but they still run buffalo off of cliffs we have uh, moose pits in sweden that are very old for capturing yeah, moose so i guess it's a thing it's a thing we've been bringing it with us since we came out of Africa. I mean, even the even the you you know you guys I tell you and our listeners if you want to watch if you have a chance to watch a good documentary it's um, Chimp Empire. Oh yeah, on Netflix. yeah, that was amazing. Have you yes, seen it? Yes, I love. Right, I mean, you see, they're just like 
proto-humans are like they're they're managing their territory they're planning their hunts and stuff like that they yeah it was really good and i loved when there was a murder and uh, it couldn't be sold because uh, the chimpanzees couldn't tell each other like right things that happened in the past and stuff right right uh About the kites as well, as they stopped building them in 4000 BC, it's probably because uh, the area was much more humid at the time. Yeah. So the gazelles went away. Uh, And then they left these kites in the desert to be found by us. It took us so long time to find them. They're like hundreds of sites, and we didn't find them until now. Yeah. I mean... Those 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 desert nomads, the Arabs that were living there, must have seen them and not known what they were, and thought they were magical things. Or you probably can't even tell what they are from the ground. You can't even notice that they're there. But it, it's noteworthy that these constructions are so much larger than anything else built during this time. Right. I mean, two miles, two point four kilometers. You know, wow. seven thousand BC. <laughs> That's amazing. You know? Yeah, for sure. But, I mean, when you need to eat, you need to eat. So, as the article asks here, uh, a large number of questions still remain unanswered. Who built these structures? Who invested in building them? How many people could these structures feed? And does the construction yeah. site demonstrate a movement of people or ideas over a period of time? Wow. You know what I would like to see somebody do? I don't know who I would ask to do it, but to do like a simulation of how it would be, you know, because I'm, we can know how gazelle run, yeah. I would think, right? And what they do, you could program that into an AI type of simulation and then draw the kite out and the time and then see how many they would catch. I'm really curious how high the walls are. From my understanding, they're not that high, but they're high enough that the that the... So they don't have to, you know, build like a two-mile-long, like, really high wall, like a protective wall, but just high enough, maybe like waist high, or I'm sure some of the stones have come down now. But they didn't need to be, you know, um, too high. just must be something, a quirk of, you know, nature that they figured out on their... their Well, I think the gazelles probably don't jump over the kites unless they feel threatened. So you can probably corral them if they don't feel threatened. And then they fall into the right. the capture pits. Right. And then I think, yeah, it says that they have pit it said that they have the holes on the side of them too, so probably once it starts getting further down, then if they try to jump over, they ah they fall into the hole. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's a lot easier than chasing a gazelle down with a bow and arrow or a spear. Yeah. I mean if you have more mouths to feed, you need to catch more gazelles and they use the skins for things and such too so i really want to know how this worked i would think we should do a simulation yes i'm gonna make a note if somebody has the ability to do this please let us know yeah i'm gonna google it if anybody could look into that that'd be great desert kite simulation we'll probably i'll ask chat gpt and i'll get a kite for a guy for <laughs> yeah probably so yeah these desert kites are really interesting. I'll post some other notes in there to read about. I just um, sort of like a, it's like between between you know animal husbandry, but it's still sort of a commercial. It's almost like commercial farming. You know, it's like commercial hunting. They could call it that. You know, one thing that struck me now is that when this system breaks down, because 
uh, the area becomes drier. That's right before the rise of Mesopotamia. Yeah. So people then go to the Euphrates and Tigris instead yeah. and start agriculture on a large yeah, scale. Yeah, and they found desert kites there too, so they're probably old, and then they start agriculture, mm. you're right. And then people probably knew agriculture by now. They definitely did. I mean, we have Naphtusians with like 100,000 seeds in 19,000 B.C. Yes. So they knew about stuff. You, you, I mean, I have said it before. I'm a gardener. I, I see a seed. I had a seed growing. I had a tomato seed growing in my sink because it just fell in there and I was in there. <laughs> like, you know, you see a seed and you see it, something growing Very out true. of it. It's not hard to know. That's how it works. You know, it's just a fact of do I want to plant a million of those? So I think, yeah, and then probably you're right. So when, when they moved into Mesopotamia, and then there was farmers there probably, but now there was more, and, you know, and then you had herders, and boom, civilization. Figured it out. I'm quite impressed. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, it's another quick what's new in history for you guys. And a great one it was. Oh, thank you. And yeah, de- definitely do your research on Desert Kites. I'll put, the, I'll put the links in there so you guys could check that out. Speak to you next time. Yeah, speak to you next time. Tell your friends. Cheers. And cheers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.